Hello, this is Father Neil here, and welcome to the November 21st episode of the podcast, Catechism with Father Neil. Today we're going to look at numbers 26-23 through 26-28 of the Catechism. Article 3. In the Age of the Church. 26-23. On the day of Pentecost, the Spirit of the Promise was poured out on the disciples gathered together in one place, while awaiting the Spirit. Along these, all these with one accord devoted themselves to prayer. The Spirit who teaches the Church and recalls for her everything that Jesus said was also to form her in the life of prayer. 26.24 In the first community of Jerusalem, believers devoted themselves to the apostles' teaching and fellowship, to the breaking of the bread and to prayers. The sequence is characteristic of the Church's prayer, founded on the apostolic faith, authenticated by charity, nourished by the Eucharist. 26.25 In the first place there are prayers that the faithful hear and read in the scriptures, but also that they make their own, especially those of the Psalms, in view of their fulfilment in Christ. The Holy Spirit, who thus keeps the memory of Christ alive in his church at prayer, also leads her toward the fullness of truth and inspires new formulations expressing the unfathomable mystery of Christ at work in the church in his church's life sacraments and mission these formulations are developed in the great liturgical and spiritual traditions the forms of prayer revealed in the apostolic and canonical scriptures remain normative for christian prayer 1 blessing and adoration 2626 Blessing expresses the basic movement of Christian prayer. It is an encounter between God and man. In blessing, God's gift and man's acceptance of it are united in dialogue with each other. The prayer of blessing is man's response to God's gifts. Because God blesses, the human heart can in return bless the one who has the source, who is the source of every blessing. 26.27. Two fundamental forms of prayer express this movement. Our prayer ascends in the Holy Spirit through Christ to the Father. We bless him for having blessed us. It implores the grace of the Holy Spirit that descends through Christ from the Father. He blesses us. 26.28. Adoration is the first attitude of man, acknowledging that he is a creature before his creator. It exalts the greatness of the Lord who made us and the example and the, and the almighty power of the Saviour who sets us free from evil. Adoration is homage of the Spirit to the King of glory, respectful silence in the presence of the ever greater God, adoration of the thrice holy and sovereign God and of love blends with humility and gives assurance to our supplications. Okay, very well. So now we're into the church. That um, uh, we, we continue this progression that we saw um, a couple of days ago. How the apostles learn from Jesus not only how to pray, but how to teach others how to pray. That Jesus will teach the crowds in general. But many times he reserves particular teachings 
reserves particular intimate moments that he has with his father for his disciples so that the disciples then can teach people how to pray. And this is um, this is how prayer starts in the church. The church, one of the main things that the church does is to pray. That prayer is entry into this um, this communion. Again, it was talking about how we go from Christ through the Spirit to the Father, but also how uh, the Father will send us the Spirit through Christ to us, and that there is an uh, an upward and a downward flow in prayer, and that really we're called to this prayer, and that we don't have to be afraid. Each one of us is called to pray, and uh, called into this communion, and uh, this is how the Church has been from the very beginning. The Church is a place that prays, and unfortunately in our days, um, that we have... Again, I can't speak badly of the Eucharist, of the Mass, but perhaps, um, you know, that although Vatican II says that the Eucharist is the source and the summit of all the actions of all the life of the Church, unfortunately in, in some parishes, the Eucharist is the sum total. It's not the source and the summit, it's the only thing left, last man standing. And the Eucharist is not this. The Eucharist is meant to be the crown but the crown is meant to go on a body, is meant to go on a person. And so the church has to have this time of prayer, that we've lost it. Once upon a time, there was, um, oftentimes there were prayers in the church, evening prayers, benediction. And people would gather together to pray. And people would come together to pray the rosary. And uh, today the church is losing this, is losing this, uh, this custom of coming together to pray. And... Uh, it's something that needs a lot of work in our generation. So often we think, what does the church need? What do we need to do? How do we need to make things better? And sure, there are a million thing, good things that could be done. But one of the first things that should be done, that ought to be done, one of the first things that we need to put to concentrate on is coming together to pray, which is both coming together in a solemn way in, in the church, maybe uh, for benediction, maybe with a priest presiding, um, that uh, also some parishes have begun to um, rediscover the prayer of the hours, praying the liturgy of the hours, uh, praying vespers on a Sunday, uh, these things, even song as they call it in the, uh, in the Protestant tradition. But to come together and to pray is so important. And then also, in a sense, the churches where two or three are gathered in my name, according to Jesus. So the church isn't just with a priest vested and with incense, that it is that. But also the church is when a family gets together or neighbours get together or friends get together and they can pray together. To pray not just individually but as a body, as a group. So that by praying we enter into this communion. Again, uh, not just as individuals. It's not just me and God. But it's us and God. God and us. And that really, as we come together to pray, this is the experience of the early church, earliest church, that the Christians come together in groups to pray. And so, really, this is one of the priorities that we have to find today, to find ways to pray together. That, yes, to, to find ways to go to the Eucharist, to find ways to bring more people to attend the, the liturgies, the official liturgies of the Eucharist, but also to concentrate on trying to pray together. This was one of the biggest um, 
weaknesses, I think, that was shown during the coronavirus. That it wasn't simply that the churches were closed, but it was that many, many Catholics who had been going to church, who had been attending Mass on a semi-regular or a regular basis, didn't know how to pray. That it was something alien to them. That they didn't have a Bible, they didn't go to the Bible, they didn't know how to pray their rosary, they didn't know how to pray the Psalms, they didn't know how to pray the prayer of the heart, that they didn't have this practice of prayer. And that all of us need to have this practice of prayer because by praying we discover God's goodness, we enter into his glory. So very well. So tomorrow we'll continue with 26.29 through 26.31. God bless.